I've talked to probably about, I don't know, maybe 10 different women that have made this dangerous mistake in the past probably week alone. And I was thinking at that point, subhanAllah, because this mistake can get us into the lowest depths of hell, literally. I think this needs to be shared on the podcast. What if more women are making this unknowingly and it could have been stopped? So here's the podcast. Are you making this dangerous mistake that could literally put you in the lowest depths of hell? Let's find out so we can avoid it. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week with topics that you care about. And as you know, our absolute mission here at Mindful Muslim is to help Muslim women go from surviving to thriving and become women of impact. The majority of our women are not getting help for the things they're struggling with. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to ask for advice. They just need guidance on emotional things they're feeling, about problems they're having in their families, about issues they're having with their spouse, parenting struggles and stress. Like We get you and that's why we're here. And we're dedicated to being the top Muslim brand for women, for serving women and making women feel heard, understood, and to get the resources they need, again, to thrive. So excited to come with another podcast. If you don't already know, guys, we have an entire website where we have tons of freebies coming out for Ramadan. Make sure you get access to everything at www.mindful-muslima.com. So really excited to come to this episode with you about this super dangerous thing that I have seen just so many women falling into. And I thought to myself, even before Ramadan is coming, I have to let you guys know this. So we're going to get to it. And obviously, how to avoid it will give you the solution for that as well. And it is pretty serious because it is um, a huge punishment, actually. And I think sometimes, you know, life gets busy. We're just doing, you know, life day-to-day stuff. We don't have time to even think. But you know what? There's certain times, sisters, that we have to really make sure we're not shooting. I hate to say this, like shooting ourselves in the foot. Here you are thinking you're doing the best you can, but making this mistake that you didn't realize was so huge. But if we knew, we could avoid it. You know, why would we go there? So excited to bring that. Right before we do, I want to tell you some cool and amazing things I'm super excited for. And let me tell you what's wrong with my voice. <laughs> for many of the users who don't know, I'm traveling in Turkey right now, alhamdulillah. Um, I've undergone surgery and I'm so like a little bit delayed with the time zone, a little bit delayed with my voice. I had kind of a really bad reaction to a medication that was given to me and it made me quite ill, which made me um, have a delay with the podcast. So I do apologize. So do keep me in your da's. I will keep you in mine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, bless you and keep you and preserve you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all to live to see Ramadan. And so I just want to tell you, really excited. We have some cool, cool things coming up for Ramadan because we have been 
burning the midnight oil, just getting things ready for you guys. First of all, we have a five-day challenge Ramadan prep coming up March 23rd to 27th. We have amazing special guests and speakers. We're going to have um, Umar Ayan of Honest Tea Talk with us. We're going to have Ariba Farheen of Iman Power. We're going to have Samia of My Little Alam. We're going to have just so many. Noor Bifrikani, uh, a beautiful nutritionist to help us with all of our questions on, you know, like healthy eating and, you know, what's safe for us and weight loss and fasting struggles and all that great stuff, hydration, all the things we struggle with. We have so many resources for you on how to support yourself, your children, whether you're a revert or a born Muslim, we have so many cool things. That's number one. Number two, Thrive Muslim. It has just opened. We only open once a year. And the beauty of this is we have for the first time put a full, full on 24 plus lives. It might even be 30 ladies. So many lives. Like you are not alone this Ramadan. Again, amazing speakers will be in there. We have a special uh, revert imams for reverts. We have um, Quran teachers, multiple recitation and um, reflection sessions. We have so many things for activities for children and, and for you to get close to Allah, Hoshua, the last 10 nights. I mean, just so, so much. And guess what? We're going to have a virtual Eid. So if you were spending Eid alone in the past, not this year, we have you covered. So excited. That is open. I'll put the link below. If you want to join now to get access to the full Ramadan program before Ramadan starts. Number three, um, what else do we have? We have so many great things. Oh my gosh. Oh, we have a mentorship program that's coming out. A lot of people want access live with me. I'll be doing a kind of like a private live mentorship with women who will want to work on their goals this Ramadan, having had been able to have success in the past. We have kind of like a secret formula for that. So you'll get to be with me and get a personalized plan for yourself. Really excited for that. That will open soon, maybe the 15th of March. I'll put a link when it does. And lastly, we just came out with our Ramadan journal. A lot of people have been asking us because we have done this in the past and they've had heard a lot of success with um, the way we approach goals and schedule making and all that stuff. So really excited. It's out on Amazon. So I put the link below for you guys. All right, let's dive into the podcast and let's find out about how we can avoid this dangerous dangerous thing um, that so many women are making. Now, first, let me say that Islam has come to imperfect people. Islam never was meant for, like, I feel sometimes as women, we're just so hard on ourselves, just so hard. And you know what? If, if your salah isn't amazing right now, Allah still loves you. If you're not making the best decisions, Allah still loves you. The most beautiful thing I was talking to my husband the other day about it is, like we as people, we hold grudges. When someone doesn't do what they promised, Allah really um, is not like that, right? We'll hold grudges, we'll be mad. Even if they say sorry, we'll think about, hmm, will we accept their sorry, their apology? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanAllah, he's so merciful. So if you're not already in this month of Sha'ban, we have less than... Oh, a month before Ramadan, really taking your Islam seriously. Saying, how can I make this, this year my best Ramadan yet? It's totally possible. Like, I just described a million ways we're going to support you. But you have to commit yourself to, I'm tired of the old me. I'm tired of the person who is always, like, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling anxious. I want to feel better. And guess what, ladies? The only thing stopping us is ourselves. 
It really is true. Like, let's just get out of our own way. And one of the things we could do is be more conscious. So what I'm going to talk about today is you getting a bit more conscious so that you can avoid mistakes, the small mistakes that are anywhere. We're going to be having podcasts all Ramadan. You guys know three times a month we do it. We do Monday, Wednesday, Friday for Ramadan. But before Ramadan, we have to start getting ourselves in the right headspace. I have tons of YouTube videos that are showing you what I'm doing in my personal life right now. Um, even we had a podcast, by the way, on five power moves. I have it in there on YouTube. You could physically see me in my house. And then I'm going to be Ramadan prepping and cleaning and doing a whole bunch of stuff. I'll show some day in the life as well. But for today, I really want to get our head wrapped around the fact that it's the small things. It's the little things that we're doing that sometimes have a huge impact in a positive or negative way. And so today I'm going to bring light to something that is extremely negative, but small, that many of us might be taking lightly, but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes super heavy. And the last thing I would want you to do is to be trying so hard to be better, or at least, you know, just putting the effort there and making mistakes like this that we think are light, but to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're so big. And then we go to like, cash in in the akhirah. I'm here I am Allah. I made it to you only to find that we are bankrupt in the akhirah. So that's why I'm bringing this one up today. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us from this and protects us from ourselves. All right. So I want to tell you that there are a lot of times with this generation I've noticed, and that's why I'm going to bring it up. If you are kind of under 30, um, I'm finding this mistake happening a lot more with women in this. If you're over 30, it doesn't mean this is not your problem. <laughs> this is everybody's problem. For This is a timeless problem for humanity. But what I will say is because the new generation has this attitude of mental health awareness that we've never had before, it has almost become a crippling, how do I say, crutch to give us a free pass to do things that are really dangerous. What do I mean by that? Okay, here's the thing. I've noticed that lately with this generation, because we're so aware of mental health, which is amazing. You know, we're big on all the advice we give here. We're totally pro-awareness, mental health. Let's talk about how you feel. Let's talk about how that's affecting your life and what you can do to make things better. We give you tools step by step. That's great. However, big caveat here, we cannot use our struggle to constantly break our promise to other people. For example, you need to go to, uh, you promised a friend that you would do something for them. It's not that your mental health isn't, you know, or your current, you know, stress of your schedule. I've seen this a lot with uni students, especially, oh, you know, like, I'm having a really hard time right now. My schedule is big. So let me just drop that commitment that I made. Let me just drop that promise that I made to that person. We're taking things like, oh, it's too much for me. Can't handle this right now. I need to just drop this promise that I made because I didn't realize it's getting too overwhelming for me. Now, here's the thing. I think awareness when things are getting overwhelming is important. But I want to say that something has to be said for the lack of grit that now exists in this generation. Back in the other generations prior in Islam, when we had the Muslims pining away, when things were hard, they did not give up. 
When things were mentally challenging, they did not give up. When things were spiritually challenging, they did not give up. We are giving up so fast and making so many excuses for ourselves of why, oh, this is just too hard for me. I'm not saying to not be aware. I'm not saying to not give yourself a moment if you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm just saying we have an epidemic of giver-uppers, let's just say, where we are letting go of promises made to people on commitments that we've made because we're feeling we're having too hard of a day. You know, sisters, the people that have built most of the foundation of our Islam was built on people who were hardcore promise keepers. I'm not saying to push through to the point where it's dangerous for you. Of course not. Please don't get me wrong. But I'm saying we're giving up way too easy. And the thing is, this thing that I'm talking about to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is abhorrent, is disgusting at a certain level. I want to explain what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. Verily, covenants will be questioned. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Fulfill the covenant. Verily, the covenant will be questioned. Surah Al-Isra 1734. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Fulfill the covenant of Allah when you have taken it. Do not break oaths after their confirmation while you have made Allah a witness over you. Very Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what you do. Surah Al-Nahl 1691. Again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, O who believe, fulfill contracts. When I say contracts, ladies, I'm not talking about necessarily a written contract. When Allah is saying contract, that's not what he means. You made your promise to be at work. Go to work. You made your promise to get up and go to your uni class. Go to your uni class. You made a promise to a sister to do a job for her, to, to hand in something that is due to her. Fulfill your oath. Fulfill your promise. You made a commitment to help somebody for a month with something. Help them a month. I find people just ghost people. They just like, oh, it's too hard for me. Sorry, quit. It's really an epidemic that people are taking so lightly because in a minute right now, I'm going to tell you the punishment for that and exactly where it is in the Quran for the people who do this. Oh, you who believe, why do you say what you do not do? Great is the contempt to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you say what you do not do. Abu Huraira. This is in Surah Al-Saf. You know, and as parents, we promise our children. As spouses, we promise our spouse. Are we keeping our oaths? Are we being the Muslims we claim to be? You know, it's so serious, sisters. You know me. I don't usually come on here and just like wham bam you with a whole bunch of ayat al Quran. But I'm being honest. It is an epidemic where we're just like taking it so light. It's adi. Oh, you know, I can't make it. It's okay. No, it's not. According to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unless it is a stark emergency, we should not. Oh, I don't feel like it today. I woke up. I'm tired. No. Fulfill your oath. Oh, you know, I got a lot to do today. I'll just tell her, forget it. I can't help her with the thing. No. Fulfill your oath. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is imploring us ayah after ayah of Quran. You know why? Because the punishment for it is huge. It's huge. But we're making promises and then we're like, oh, I'm going to take a mental health day today. Oh, this is too hard for me. Oh, this is too hard. We are babying ourselves in this generation. 
like no other. Where in the past, Muslims died for the sake of keeping this religion, keeping their oath, keeping their word. Remember that saying, our word is bond, my word is bond. Like it doesn't even hardly exist anymore. But I need you to know what Allah thinks of it because it is so serious. If you promised your Muslim sister to help her, to do something, to guide her, to show up at a place, if you promised your teacher you were gonna hand in an assignment, if you promised your boss you are gonna do something, your spouse, your child, this is an oath, this is a contract. It is written, the angels have recorded it, and it is something so serious to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'm gonna tell you why right now. Because one of the worst things you could ever be is this thing I'm going to describe right now. Abu Harira reported that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the signs of the hypocrite are three. Whenever he speaks, he lies. Whenever he promises, he breaks his promise. And whenever he is trusted, he betrays his trust. Subhanallah. And you know, I think it's it's hard for us to to be um, hard on ourselves sometimes with these things, but we really, really have to. We really, really have to. There are certain things that we're doing that we're taking so lightly, sisters, so lightly. Another one of the um, the narrations for this um, is that there the signs of the hypocrite are four. Abdullah uh, ibn uh, Amr reported that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said there are four signs which make someone a pure hypocrite. And guys, hypocrites go to the lowest steps of hell. And I want you to ask yourself, maybe it's not just the one I'm mentioning today. Maybe any of these other three out of the four you're doing as well. Be careful. And whoever has them has the characteristics of hypocrisy until he abandons it. So you can still leave the sisters. There's hope. Here are the four signs that make someone a pure hypocrite. When he speaks, he lies. Are we making some white lies, sister? Oh, my car broke down today. That's why I'm not at work. Oh, um, I lost my assignment, but you didn't really lose your assignment. Oh, you know, hey, you lying to our children, you know, it's about something so we can avoid having to do something we don't feel like doing. Lying to our spouse about where we were, what we did, um, how something went about. Things like this. When he speaks or she speaks, they lie. When they make a covenant, they prove treacherous. When they make a promise, they break it. And when they argue, argue with others, they prove wicked. They're a dirty fighter. They come with some really harsh words just to cut the person like a knife. And they're proud of how good they're at it. Oh yeah, like I'm so good. Like they better not talk to me. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna say this. Let them come talk to me. They are wicked. They are treacherous in a fight, in an argument. Look at all these things, sisters. And I was only coming with the one today about breaking a promise or a covenant. Are you doing that? Are you breaking your covenant with Allah? The one who still loves you every day. Who still gives you food and drink and a soft bed. Maybe a job. Beautiful children maybe a beautiful spouse, whatever you have, when you don't show up for Salah, does he rip it out from under you? No. He is a Rahman. He is so beautiful to us. And he's warning us here in the Quran, keep your oath. I am a witness over you for what you said to that other person that you didn't keep. 
So the punishment for hypocrisy is pretty big. It's more dangerous than kufr, and the punishment for it is more severe because kufr is mixed with um, Islam and its harmful effects are greater. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put the hypocrites in the lowest levels of hell. As he says, verily the hypocrites will be in the lowest depths or grade of hell. No helper will you find for them. Surah An-Nisa 4.145 How about, he says, they are swaying between this or that, belonging neither to these nor to those. They're wishy-washy. They're like, ah, they're taking it really lightly. And he whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends astray, you will not find for him the truth. How many of us are suffering, sisters? We're sad. We're anxious. We have all these problems. We're like, why do I have these problems in my life? I feel so horrible right now. How can I make this stop? But we don't realize that. We are causing a lot of our own demise. We're doing things like this unknowingly. We're causing ourselves harm, right? We're doing this and we don't realize that these small broken promises, broken covenants are really, really causing us a lot of the pain because we're falling far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah. Because of the seriousness of this danger of hypocrisy, the Allah mentions in multiple ayat of Quran, you know, whether it's al-munafiqun or nisa, you know, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is disgusted and Allah commands his messenger to strive against the hypocrites. He's even telling the prophet to turn on you, to turn on me because we're so abhorrent to him. Because we are not keeping our promise to each other as Muslims, to our family, to our friends, to our boss, to our teachers. Subhanallah. Do you see what I mean? Do you see why I had to make this podcast? Subhanallah. Are you making this dangerous mistake, my sister? Let's not. Let's avoid it today. If we did it, let, what can we do now? First of all, we can make tawbah. We can say, Ya Allah, I'm so sorry. I did not, I was not aware of my mistake and how big it was. And You know, beg him for forgiveness with ikhlas, with complete sincerity, number one. Part of tawbah is not just asking for forgiveness. That would just be astaghfar, right? We have to not just say sorry. We have to follow it up with a plan, with a plan to stop. So you have to think about where is your mistake being had? Is it to that person? Are you part of something and you said you were going to commit to it and now you're just giving up because you thought, oh, it's too hard, my schedule. Why are you not pushing through your schedule? Why, you know, I feel like... Some of us, we're like, oh, how could you say that? This is overwhelming for me. Sisters, the level of grit, like I said, has diminished. We are a little bit too easy on ourselves. People have given us a little bit of, a, of an easy ride this generation. We have to remember that we will be held accountable for what we say. And if we don't think we can do something, don't commit. And if we already committed, finish it, bottom line. That's what we need to do next. After we make tawbah, we need to make put that in our mind. That's going to be me from now on. If I can't do it, I'm going to let people know from the beginning. And if I do commit, I'm going to push through no matter what because it is necessary. Are there those exceptions? Yes, there are. But for the most part, many of us can make this 
quick change. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to live to see Ramadan and to join the benefits of Ramadan together. Don't forget to get on the list, ladies, that I have below so we can be together, so that we can work on you. You have support. You have um, everything, all the resources that we have for you. And I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.